0: Mania to Mania it is of course Wrestling Reverb as you know it, but Mania to Mania is our new series if Hey for any reason that you haven't listened to the first Mania to Mania go back a few weeks pause this right now Go back and listen to the first Mania to Mania that I had with JPQ and we focused on Ronda Rousey You get the kind of flow of how Mania to Mania is gonna roll Kevin is here this time. It's his first Mania to Mania. We are keen to get this show on the road Um. Kev, how are you? We didn't really have an episode last week, just all on my part, nothing on your part, just busy time of year, but um, we've had Survivor Series and everything like that, but how are you doing, Kev?
1: I'm good. I'm so excited to finally be here sitting down with you to talk a little mania to mania. I loved the first episode. Uh, big thanks to JPQ for stepping in, in my absence, but you know what? Get the hell out of here, JPQ. This is my seat.
0: Or well, he'll have, I'm sure JPQ will have something to say about that. He'll be, I'm sure he's listening. Um, but yeah, Mania to Mania, I was kind of like going through my brain and I'm like, okay, Rhonda was a first great episode because she just had that stellar year. And then I was like, how do I kind of follow this up? And I'm like, I don't want to just do the the cliche, quote unquote, big names because it's it would be easy for us to say, hey, not that we wouldn't do this, but it would be easier for, easy for you or me Kev, to just be like, let's do one on Sean. Let's do one on Steve Austin, The Rock. It's pretty simple. That that would be a pretty easy structure, and they all have like action-packed years, whatever kind of mania you would kind of go towards. But it'd be pretty easy for, for us to do that. But I was like, hey, who don't we talk about very often? And when I was kind of going through my brain, I'm like, we don't really talk about AJ Lee. Very often in in our world and just in the wrestling world in general, um, she's kind of, I kind of been using this term, but she's a bit of an unsung hero of what we're seeing with the women now because she really shaped the way um, for what we see now across the board of wrestling. She was really, she was much more character driven in a time where... The Ladies didn't really get a lot of time to develop a character. She was involved in main event storylines. She was involved in in other things, and we'll talk about her year, which I think was probably her peak year from twenty nine to thirty. But um how do you feel about a j just before we start talking about the actual timeline? You know she come in from the original season of nXT and then you know started the eventually started the crazy, crazy chick kind of thing with. Punk and Brian and Game Kane and that was really her like coming out party and she's really really a fantastic character again like I said in a time where the women weren't really getting a lot of time to develop a character
1: she didn't necessarily do the crazy character first but no. she did it best in my opinion. I think she was the best iteration of the crazy character. Um, she was so good at it. She was so good on the mic. She was so good in the ring. An unsung hero is the perfect way to put it. Because she doesn't get the credit that the horse women get. That you know, wrestlers of, of this generation get. She was just right before. Yeah. Opened, so,
0: doors. Opened a lot of doors. Yeah, right absolutely.
1: And, and having gone back and watched all of her matches in the... At least all of her pay-per-view matches that were available to me in the time frame we're about to discuss, Um, like she was a great worker. She really was. She pulled good matches out of a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I think she was very, um, you know, those workers that aren't necessarily like. Not saying that she wasn't a great worker because I actually think she was, but aren't necessarily like they do like the most moves. They just. She is the kind of worker that just was very comfortable in the ring and stuck to what she knew and did that very well. She didn't really have to do too much other stuff because she worked her character into a match. She she did what she she needed to do. She had a cool finish and that was the kind of... And as, again, this was right before the women started to get a lot more time. This was right before that kind of burst with that. She kind of was here and she was the, the person that maybe had the keys... To the house to open up this this whole new world but she, once she opened the door she kind of was like well i'm just here to open it and i'm gone um but she did do a lot in her time but let's let's get going let's start with our first wrestlemania that she was that we're looking at here and that's wrestlemania 29 and she was a manager which is really really over this year we're gonna it's just gonna be weird to go from 29 to 30 but WrestleMania 29, she was a manager for Dolph Ziggler and Big E Langston. They took on Team Hell No for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Um, What do you remember about WrestleMania 29 in a whole and about this match? Because sometimes going through all this kind of stuff, I genuinely do forget some of the stuff that happened. But from memory, this was Big E Langston's at the time. uh, First main roster match, I believe. It...
1: Was I think because yeah. he was just serving as as a manager slash like bodyguard yeah for Ziggler I think this was the first time we saw him in the ring, but as far as AJ Lee goes I think this is like the I think this start to to Mania to Mania is like the perfect encapsulation of the whole thing. You just she was a manager and Dolph Ziggler's
0: girlfriend they were dating for maybe three or four months at this point I remember her turning on Cena and then aligning with Ziggler.
1: Yeah, she turned on Cena. She aligned with Ziggler after she had turned on everyone else to align <laughs> with Cena. Uh she did but she did her job well. She did her job well. She was a good manager. She got Ziggler to a point of relevancy that he had he hadn't, he hadn't quite broken through yet. Mm. And obviously he didn't they didn't win at WrestleMania twenty nine, Ziggler and Langston. They lost the team, hell no. But AJ Lee certainly, you know, she did her part. She made that that duo and he, and Dolph as a whole more watchable.
0: Yeah, especially um, Dolph at the time was on the cusp, and everyone was like, "What are we?" He had the money in the bank going into this mania, and it was like we were already for Ziggler. I remember being very. I think if we were talking and podcasting then, I think we'd be talking a lot about Dolph Ziggler because he was just like. It's it's time for Ziggler. It's time for Ziggler. At that point, we had been waiting a long time. But AJ Lee was there. They didn't get the win. Team Hell No got the win. I don't really remember from. I don't really remember a lot about the match. It was just a tag team title match at Mania. Um, I'm sure it was fine. I didn't wa Go back and watch this match in particular, but I'm sure it was fine. But. We'll talk about what happened on April eighth, two thousand thirteen, the night after WrestleMania, because Dolph Ziggler did cash in. AJ Lee was there. It was in New Jersey. It was probably, I think it still is probably my favorite cash in of a Money in the Bank ever. That whole moment was just—it's almost—it's almost completely indescribable. I, do, I don't—I can't describe that feeling because it was just like one of the loudest crowd reactions. I had ever heard. I was watching Raw live that day, I'm I'm pretty certain. Um, everything. And AJ in that moment, even just in a manager role, made that moment even bigger. But it was just... Oh, man. What a moment that was, that cash-in. How Do you remember that moment? And did you watch that live? What was going through your brain?
1: I watched it live, for sure. I remember exactly where I was. I was at my buddy's house. Uh, we had just really... We had watched WrestleMania 29 the night before, and then we, we were at my buddy's house watching Raw. And I think it wasn't like we didn't think it was coming. That wasn't the the draw to it. I think a lot of people knew that Ziggler might cash in, especially after, you know, after the match that Del Rio went through and the ankle injury that he had. But goddamn, was that crowd hot for it. Okay. You don't have to have a, sup- a huge... I don't know what a surprise to get a crowd hot. If you do the right thing and send the right person out at the right time, the crowd will pop for you. They sent Ziggler, AJ, and Langston out there, and it just felt right. It just felt so important, like. Like I just I mentioned, the, the, the ceiling Ziggler was trying to break through. You could almost hear the shattering of the glass as, as Ziggler came down to the ring. Then the actual cash-in itself, it wasn't you know just a straightforward Ziggler hits the zigzag and wins. Del Rio showed some fight, which I I appreciated. It it, made, it added a little suspense, like oh is he gonna is he gonna screw this cash-in up? He didn't, of course. And then that crowd pop on the one two three hit. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, it was That's amazing. <laughs> Fuck. AJ was right there for it, and while she didn't, you know, she didn't have to do anything to really sell the moment, you know, she no. just had to, she had to be there, she had to be in Dolph's corner, and she had to sell her ass off when, uh, he won the title, and she just had to, you know, you had to be happy for him, and she did yeah. that, it, she, it was a little thing, but it, it's something that's important.
0: Yeah, um, it's, uh, I, I'm pretty sure you'd have to be pretty heartless not to feel something in that moment. I don't care if you were friends with the... Like, it it wouldn't matter to me. It would just be like, wow, this feeling... I I mean, I'd pay anything to be in that building at that point. That that would have been a reaction that I don't think anyone would ever... You couldn't recreate that. It's very organic. Um, But moving on, uh, this is the first time AJ's actually wrestling was on April 13th, 2013. And it was a battle royal for the number one contendership to Caitlyn's Divas Championship. It was only five women in this match... A five-woman battle royal, Tamina, Naomi, Oksana, Layla, and AJ. They're in England. Um, going back and looking at this match, I actually do remember watching this match, the sandbagging of AJ. AJ did get the win, obviously. They were kind of, for a few like months, teasing, well, more than a few months, over the course of AJ's crazy time. Of course, Caitlyn was her best friend from NXT. Uh, and everything like that. They were just good friends, but AJ was going crazy, and they had little moments of AJ kind of going a little crazy on Caitlyn, and, and then Caitlyn won the Divas Championship and everything like that. Before we talk about AJ becoming the number one contender, how do you feel about Caitlyn? Because I was always a big Caitlyn fan. I always liked AJ more, but I was always a big Caitlyn fan, and I think she was, especially at that point, very underrated of what she, how much she actually improved from the season of NXT that she was, that she won. She improved a lot, and she had a great little story with Eve Torres, and then going into this story with um, AJ. It was actually something you could sink your teeth into because it was personal. They were friends. They actually had something behind them. But how do you feel about Caitlin?
1: I was a Kalyn fan. I thought she represented something different than what we usually saw from the Divas Division back then, in early 2013. I think she was, a, you know, she was a powerful woman. She was strong. She was quick and agile. She hit a really nice spear. Yeah, uh, really I, nice I think, player. and I think that a lot of her allure stems from the fact that she was so different. Yeah, I, I don't know that many. Ka- I, I know Caitlyn's someone that also gets lost in the shuffle when it comes to the you know the Divas Revolution and all that. But I think Caitlyn really was a part of the bridge, as well as AJ. I think Caitlyn yeah. really you know took the division and made it into
0: something just a little bit different. Yeah, because she had a different look. She was a little more like um, muscular. I don't mean that in a, a bad sense. Like she, she had a little bit of muscle, and she wasn't just the cookie cutter like, you know, that model, quote unquote, look that a lot of the yeah. the, the divas had at that at that time. But this year, this two thousand thirteen and beyond, was really when we we wouldn't even we didn't even know it, but there was small little things that were happening that were going. We have something here. And I think this storyline is something that I always look back on. And the storyline that Eve and Caitlin had, although it was on a little bit of a lesser scale than this, they had a story. And that's what I was like, okay. Because I feel like over the years of the Divas Division, there was little bursts of like a cool little story every now and again, but it wasn't very consistent. Like you had like Beth Phoenix and Kelly Kelly. They had that, that kind of story that went for a little while and then it just kind of fizzled. And then you didn't have anything for a little while. Then you had Eve... And Eve had a lot of heat behind her with the stuff with Cena and everything like that. And then Caitlyn and then and then going into this. So I feel like we were getting little bits and getting little sprinkles here and there. And be like, if you just were a little bit more consistent, because I think there was a lot of talent within the Divas division. They just weren't given a lot of opportunity. I always thought about everyone that kind of says, oh, they were they were crap back then. They were this. I don't think that was, not everyone was a great worker. There was some duds in there, like with everything. But I think if they were a little bit more consistent and gave them a little bit more opportunity, I think we could have got something earlier than what we got. Um, I think we eventually would have got to this stage in the end, but I think we could have got there faster. But this was a good story to go with because, like I said, there was actually something behind Caitlyn and AJ. So AJ AJ won, she eliminated Layla to win this, and then for, for, for like a month or so, I don't exactly remember how long in between, but Caitlin had like a secret admirer. Do you remember all those no. backstage segments where she'll get like a present or like a card and Caitlin would have some kind of secret admirer? Did you think from the start, okay, this is probably something to do with AJ here since she was the number one contender and they didn't really have like a, a date set for their match. It was quite a bit of time in between the win of the number one contendership to when she actually got the title Sorry. match, but which is a good thing because they actually had a story to build here with the Secret of Myra thing. And, as weird as it sounds, it didn't really take a lot of time off the show. And that was the big thing with, with the Divas division back then, is that the reason they weren't getting stories is because they were getting three or four minutes of the entire Raw. With, in the exception of AJ, who was getting a little bit more, but she was working with 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 dudes. So she was getting more time, but this only took... You know, a couple of minutes in a backstage promo to give Caitlyn her her gift, and then we're well, going on. So it was building a story. But you remember all these these backstage segments? I remember getting gifts backstage from different things and giant cards and flowers and stuff like that. And it actually got to show Caitlyn a different side of Caitlyn as well. What do you think about all this leading up to what happened? Uh,
1: I I I had a feeling. I remember. This is like I, this is like right when I was getting sort of back into watching wrestling because I took a, I took a little bit of a break from like 2010 to 2012 ish. Yeah. So this is like I remember very vividly this storyline. I remember thinking it was like kind of kind of cool. I like you know, it, it too, Yeah. It was a story like you, like you said. It was a story. They yeah. had a story. It may have been a little corny, but that's okay. I don't mind corny. Not you know, I don't mind a secret admirer. I was interested to see who it was. I think I had a feeling that it was that it was you know AJ playing tricks. I didn't expect Langston's role to yeah. be what it was. I thought there would just be like a, a reveal where AJ came out and attacked her from behind. I like that they used Langston as a
0: stand-in because mm-hmm. a it allowed him to showcase a little bit of personality, and b he's just a funny dude yeah he's got personality and he's not just like a big dude you know what i yeah, mean a that, big dude
1: that can beat you up. For, for months he was just that big dude that stood behind ziggler and aj mm-hmm. and then he's all of a sudden you're like oh this guy's got you know he's got some charisma to him he's got some personality this really helped his career
0: yeah it's really weird how you look at that and it's like where biggie is now and where biggie was then well biggie langston back then i should say but it did, it it showed that, even just a little bit of personality, it showed personality for Caitlyn, and AJ got to work where she, I feel like she shines the most, which is with a microphone in her hand. Um, but on June 10th, 2013, Big E came out to be Caitlyn's secret admirer. I remember the moment, he was holding her, like he was going to kiss her, you know, the dip, and then dropped her, and yeah, out, come AJ, <laughs> out come AJ. Out AJ, and... Cut a wonderful promo on her. I remember AJ's promo. I, I used to love AJ a lot. I was very much involved with AJ. I was like, everything AJ. Um, And she, I thought she was a very, very good promo. I think everyone thinks that ab- about her now. Even to this day, I think she's still one of the better female talkers maybe ever. She cut a very good promo. Um, This segment was really fun. And it built towards the... the um the Payback match that I guess we'll get into, but on June 16th, 2013, at Payback, Caitlin and AJ for the Divas Championship. If you go back and watch this match, everyone, it is a very, it's like it's taken from almost now time and put back in because its it goes for about 12, 13 minutes, which is a long time back then. It was a very, very good match. I remember loving this match, going back and watching this, you know, doing my research for this, watching it again. I've watched that match a lot but it holds up now. It's a very, very good match. Um, what do you think about that match? Because at that time, we weren't really getting consistently great Divas matches. They weren't getting the time to do so.
1: Yeah, if you look back at just the pay-per-view beforehand, which was Extreme Rules, the Divas were left off the card completely while Caitlin was champion. Yeah. So it really took someone like AJ to provide that spark and get them not only on the card, they got 11 minutes. 10 minutes 52 seconds to be exact yeah. which is about five to six minutes more than a your typical divas match got even on pay-per-view yep and it was a good match it was a I watched it today day of recording really good stuff they had good they had great chemistry in the ring yeah. AJ just she could work with anybody and yep. and she's not like you said before she's not like the most you know she's not flippy no. She's not gonna bust out like you know. She's not gonna bust out like Saito suplexes and stuff, but she's gonna be technically sound. She's gonna use that craziness to her advantage. She's gonna pull hair and throw fists and just be a nut.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's the best way for her to
0: work. And yeah,
1: it, and, it, and it works. It it is so especially well
0: done. Especially Caitlyn is a little bit bigger than her. She can kind of throw her around a bit. There was a counter in that match where AJ went for a crossbody. Caitlyn. Caught her and then did like a little like went to like swinger and she got her in the Black Widow and it was beautiful. The crowd, I, this was Chicago too, so the crowd are pretty unforgiving if something's not very good in Chicago. We know that with everything that's just transpired with Survivor Series, they're a hot crowd. It's a ve- it's, it's known. Chicago is probably one of the biggest wrestling cities in the states. It is just very hot for wrestling and you can't really. You can't really fuck up here because they will let you know. But I remember at this point, even going back and watching this, um, that counter into the Black Widow, the crowd were on their feet. They were very much ready for AJ to win. But by the end of this yes. match, by the end of this match, they were going for Caitlin as well. And that's the good sign of a good match because they're cheering for the babyface in a in a very heel-based city. Like Chicago go for a lot of heels. Um, that's just them. But yeah. there was a spear in this match. That the crowd were going nuts for, and, and you know, the story within that match because, th- again, the Divas weren't getting a lot of time to tell a story. Caitlin hesitated off the um, the spear for the pin. It was just a very good match that kick out, that false finish. Like, everyone was on every moment, and it built to every moment. I thought the match was just really damn good. I think more so
1: than Chicago being Chicago is a city that, rep- that appreciates good wrestling, and they're yeah. unforgiving towards bad wrestling. That's true. That's why this match was so important was that at the beginning of the, well, first of all, at the beginning of the match, the crowd popped for AJ and gave Caitlyn almost zero reaction. But like you said, at, during the match, they won the, they both won the crowd over to the point where they were just cheering. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't cheering for anyone in particular. They were cheering the match, which is the best compliment two wrestlers could receive is that their matches, their matches received that way. Yeah. There were yeah, you know, like you said, great counters, great chain wrestling, great storytelling. The 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 hesitation, Caitlyn's hitting the spear and then sort of taunting AJ before going for the pin. That was picture perfect. Caitlyn yeah. had so much you know, built up animosity towards AJ with all the secret admirer stuff that it made it only made sense for her to want to rub it in a little bit. Yeah. But it also it also showed her her maybe her inexperience as a champion. Yeah that she's not going for the pin right away and jbl called her out on commentary jbl is the only person on commentary that was was actually doing his job during this match
0: calling it he was calling it it he was like what are you doing or something i remember him saying like what are you doing like cover yeah, her like she blew her a kiss like aj blew her a kiss i believe on the raw before yeah she blew her a kiss just because there was continuity between this story and it flowed really nicely it's, it's amazing what you can do with anybody in the wrestling world when you give them a little bit of a backstory. And this had been building because they'd been friends for a few years. So we automatically cared. That was a lot of the problem with the with the Divas division because they weren't getting a lot of time. I don't necessarily think it wasn't because it was they weren't quote-unquote talented. It was because nobody cared. There was no character development. I am a firm believer that, that wrestling, or at least WWE, is 90% character, 10% wrestling. I, I love good wrestling and we get good wrestling a lot, a lot. We get good match after good match after good match after great match. And it's great and I love it. But I think if you have no character, there's really no reason to care.
1: And I think you're right. I think that character work is so is such an important part of wrestling. and I think some wrestlers overlook that. Even now, even nowadays, um, sometimes you look at wrestling as more of a, you know, the athleticism and the wrestling aspect, which is important, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, of course. But you have to have a you have to have a character that people are invested in. If you're just out there a generic white meat baby face, and you could do flips and do cool moves,
0: I'd be like, cool, people, yeah, w- whatever, move on. Yeah, like, you watch the
1: ones, you think, oh, that's cool, but you don't care.
0: No,
1: you only can do that every week, and you're not going to be like, oh wow, I really am invested in this person. You need you need a character to be invested in somebody. Mm-hmm. And both of these women had characters. Yep. And that's why the that's why that Chicago crowd was invested, especially in AJ, because yeah. she had such a fully fleshed out and defined character.
0: Yeah, and she was really the only, the only lady that had that at that point, or well, the only lady that got the chance to do that at that point, I should say. Um, but she did win Black Widow tap out. The ta- even the tap out was really good. The hesitation from Caitlyn to kind of, she didn't just tap out like, oh my god, oh my god. It, like she was like hesitant and slowly tapping out like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Very
1: very. You know like she just like was defeat she was defeated she lost that is the perfect way to she put it she knew image. she lost and she yeah she wasn't tapping out from I the pain that. necessarily although she was but yeah. she was tapping out from defeat
0: she was like i she- can't hold on like this is just and it was like the slowest like she started tapping on the mat and then tapped on her arm like oh my god i just lost and then the chicago crowd got a little little nasty towards her when she started crying layla came out the crowd were booing a little bit. There's no, there's no crying in wrestling, you would say, um, but that would be the only time Caitlyn really got booed in this match because I don't really remember Caitlyn getting booed because from the get-go of this match, Caitlyn threw AJ into the announce table, like over onto the chairs, over the announce table, and we didn't see that from women at that point. So from the get-go of this match, they were right out of the gate, like let's go, we are going to make a good match right here because they clicked, they were friends. Just everything flowed in that match nicely. It was easily the best Divas match I had seen in years. I'm not saying that there weren't good little spurts, but this was just everything just came together really, really nicely in this match, and I just thought it was great.
1: It really was great. And, and yeah, like you said, they started off so hot with that announced table spot. You just don't see. You just didn't see from women. You That's still right. don't always see it from women.
0: You don't really but see
1: AJ rolled out like a million bucks, going all the way over the table she like that. <laughs> AJ, her selling is next level. Yeah, like she just- is so good in there. She made Caitlyn look like the strongest woman you've ever seen.
0: And that's what a good heel does: makes their baby face look better, make the baby face shine. That's what isn't that what a good heel does? In my opinion, anyway. But um, just a really good match. But next night on Raw, June seventeenth, two thousand and thirteen. Um, AJ Lee's celebration of winning the Divas Championship is interrupted by Stephanie McMahon. Um, Stephanie basically says um, that what she did to Caitlyn wasn't very like women-empowering and all that kind of stuff. Before we get to the the, the Caitlyn bit, um, I want to talk to you about AJ and Stephanie. A lot of the time, throughout the years of AJ's career, this seemed to be a match that people wanted to see. Especially in that time before coming out of... I guess you would say wrestling retirement for Stephanie McMahon. Um, She hadn't wrestled in a long time uh, up until she wrestled Brie Bella, but AJ and Stephanie seemed to be something they would always just do little spots with, and we never really got anything out of it. Would there have been a time within the four or five years that AJ was actually actively wrestling that you would have liked to see AJ versus Stephanie McMahon?
1: Well, yeah, definitely. I think that it would have been a great, I don't know if it would have been for the title. I mean, that would be too. I think that would be too. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Too uh, qu- like telegraph that AJ would win. But I think it would have been a good match somewhere along the line uh, during 2013 when she was at her a- when AJ was at her absolute peak. I could have seen it, you know, months down the line. But as for like right now. At this segment, like they did such a good job. Like AJ and Stephanie were always at odds. You know, even though yeah. even if they were both like heels, they were always at odds. Like they were never friends. No. They were always at odds. And they're both two very powerful women. Obviously Stephanie McMahon's powerful. She runs the company. AJ Lee's the champion. You know, they they always seemed at odds. And that that was a that's a money match. That is a money match that I'm sad we never got to see.
0: Yeah. And I think like with moments like here Also, um, the Divas Championship, a lot of people have a negative spin on the Divas Championship. It was a butterfly and everything like that. I don't hate the Divas Championship because I think it represented that time. And I think it was a nice, we use this word a lot, evolution with the women. And I think it represented that time nicely. However, when I look at the Divas Championship, two people come to mind. Nikki Bella and AJ Lee. They're the two people that I think of with the Divas Championship um, especially because you're gonna you're gonna hear this throughout this mania to mania is that AJ was the Divas Champion for a very long time, and she kind of ushered in that that side of she was really the a transition from the Divas to what we see now. And um, we'll talk about it more in a minute. But I really do think of AJ Lee and Nikki Bella when I think of the Divas Championship. But do you hate the Divas Championship as much as the internet hates the Divas Championship? uh i was never a big fan of the belt
1: i just thought it was ugly i don't care i mean i don't necessarily care that it was a butterfly i just thought the belt i mean i guess i did care that it was a butterfly because i thought it was ugly
0: mm. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble no, josh no, i don't i don't i, I, I get the, it i don't I, love the title either i think it's, I I am it's the the previous... internet. <laughs> well um i, I don't uh, i don't i was just indifferent it was just like it was just that Looking back on it now, I can be like, it was just that time. It just represented that era, and that's what yeah. it was. Yeah,
1: I do agree with your assessment of who represents the Divas Championship, and it is those two women.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but going on to July 12th, 2013, it was an edition of SmackDown. It was the first ever Divas Championship contract signing. Caitlyn and AJ would be meeting at Money in the Bank. Again, a segment that were. Women, obviously, this is the first ever. We're not getting. They were getting a lot of time in this story. I think because of their match they had at Payback, and just people being so invested in AJ and Caitlyn in this rematch. Um, again, doors opening slightly, maybe just pushing them open a little bit so you can just see through. But it was the it was planting seeds for what we see today. First ever women's contract signing doesn't just happen because. Happens because there's a story invested in this.
1: Yeah, and it was a good. And it was a good segment. I, I, yeah. I was able to catch the recap when I was watching Money in the Bank earlier today, and it was a good segment. Like, you got good promos from both women. Yeah, so many times you see contract signings be carried by one particular person. This one wasn't. And it felt important. They had all the divas out there. Stephanie McMahon was out there. It just felt important it felt like the Divas Championship, maybe for the first time in years, actually mattered and they were actually putting some time into it.
0: Yeah. I I agree with you completely. Of course, and the ending of a, a contract uh, signing always goes a little bit crazy. Uh hey why are yeah. <laughs> um, Caitlin got a nice spear on AJ. I feel like that was a lot of segments with Caitlin and AJ. Um, was Caitlyn spearing AJ pretty much out of her boots, which I'm not mad about because just everything flowed really nicely with this. AJ turns into like an alien when she gets hit with a spear by Caitlyn, so she sold the crap out of that. And Caitlyn hits a nice spear, so I'm I'm not mad at seeing that. But July 14th, 2013, Money in the Bank, AJ Lee, Caitlyn. It was a good match, but it was nowhere near the quality of payback. I, I I liked it. It was a little shorter.
1: I, I liked it. I thought they did a good job differentiating it from payback.
0: Yeah, it was different. They they did mistake the ending though. From watching that back, they got the wrong arm. AJ was working yeah, with one did. arm the entire I time. I remember thinking,
1: then... I remember thinking, like, why didn't she hook it in the other way?
0: I mean, it still work I mean, it's still a finish. It's still whatever, but. They had, like, yeah, that's um, why I wasn't bothered
1: by it because bad arm or good arm, that mo- that move is still gonna hurt the hell out of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't bothered by that. Like, it it was noticeable, yeah, but it wasn't like a you know, a deal buster for me.
0: No, but I, I mean, at the time, I don't even think I noticed it. But going back and actually like analyzing something, um, you're like, okay, why did that happen? It was still oh. a fine match, but um, I'm sure I
1: noticed it at the time because I was I a freaking mark. I was probably like. Oh, my God, their work rate is dropping.
0: Oh, my God, they're not doing enough arm drags and whatever. Um, I need some was, Canadian
1: destroyers in here, man. Clickety-clickety-clack-clack. Clack. Oh, man, everyone does those now.
0: Um, it, Big E and Layla were both out there just for continuity, moral support. I guess. Yeah, moral support. Um, but we'll talk about... She retained Black Widow. We moved on. Um, Later that night, though... Uh, Ziggler was, was, um, AJ caused Ziggler to lose his rematch for the World Heavyweight Championship. She hit Alberto because she was trying to protect him from a further head injury. There was stuff going on with Ziggler with concussions and, and whatever. So it prompted her to... Yeah,
1: you had that that great double turn between Ziggler and Del Rio. I believe that was at payback as well.
0: That was at payback, yeah. Um, something we didn't really
1: see... The beginning of the, you know, you have AJ being a heel, Dolph being a face now, sort of the beginning of the rift, the beginning of the the ascension.
0: Kind of a face and a heel date. It's, oh, no, no. Um, Not at all. But yeah, prompted a DQ. So Ziggler's pretty pissed, as you would be, I guess. You know, I can't stand it when, you know, my girlfriend, you know, causes a DQ. I just hate when that happens. So I can. I hate being screwed
1: out of the world title
0: um, by my girlfriend. That's right. It's the worst. Um, so the next night on Raw, uh, there was a little, a little tension, and, uh, wasn't really happy with AJ. Ziggler broke up with AJ, and what happens when, uh, you break up with AJ Lee?
1: Oh, she gets you. She gets you good.
0: She might go a little bit, she might go a little bit crazy, you know? She might go a little bit insane. Um, so... You know, leading into we're in the summer at this point, the the American summer, going into like SummerSlam and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think AJ cost Ziggler like another chance at the World Championship or another match at the World Championship, and then she kind of aligned herself with Big E, taking that away from Ziggler because he was a yeah. face now, so he can have he couldn't have his heavy, couldn't have his protection. So AJ was great with Big E; it was a they just worked nicely together, I think. Um, But on the July 26th edition of SmackDown, AJ Lee gave her state of her mind address, (laughs) which is really weird just to say out loud. It's like, okay, she's batshit crazy. But again, AJ's promo work is something that we're going to allude to a lot over the next few things that we're going to talk about. But she's just very good. She was very comfortable at talking. And I don't believe in the original season of NXT, she was like that. I don't think she was comfortable with a microphone in her hand. She just really became comfortable because she got opportunities to speak. When you get opportunities yeah, she, to speak, you, you get more comfortable. Practice yeah, makes when perfect.
1: You, yeah, practice makes perfect. Repetition, repetition, repetition. You could tell in those NXT days that she was a little nervous, that she wasn't, she was more comfortable in the ring than on the microphone. Being, But the microphone is such an important part of wrestling. Same as character work. You have to be able to To talk. And not only did she learn to talk, she became the best talker in the Divas division and one of the best talkers in the whole company.
0: Yeah, especially at that time. Yeah, I I agree with you completely. But um, Ziggler ended up interrupting the state of her mind address, and Caitlyn ended up coming in. And what did she do to AJ? What did Caitlyn do to AJ? Of course, she gave her a spear. Um, Again, ain't mad. Ain't mad at all. But Caitlin and AJ were still in this rivalry. This had been going. There's there's a lot of depth to this story because it was usually after a couple of months with these. I talked about these like little bursts of stories within the Divas division. They fizzled out within a couple of months. This had been going for three months at this point. Um, on the August second edition of SmackDown, AJ would defend against Caitlyn, uh, and Caitlin would lose because Layla Le- tur- Layla turned on Caitlyn. Le- La- how did you... Let's let's take a break of talking about AJ for a minute. Layla. Alright. She was there for a long time. She was there from 2006 all the way up until 2015. So she was there for nine years. She had Lay Cool. She had... I know you took a little bit of a break in between. But she had Lay Cool in there. And I actually... Believe it or not. I don't know if you'll get this. With my love for the Iconics. Which who are very similar to Lay Cool. I think they're pretty much a carbon copy of Lay Cool in a lot of ways, because they're just that kind of like annoying, they never shut up kind of deal. And I love Lay Cool. But how do you feel about Layla's ring work? Because a lot of, I think she's a little bit underappreciated in what she actually, she did get, she improved a lot over the years. She was a dancer in the original ECW and the Extreme Expose with Kelly Kelly. and Oh Mike. yeah. Um, and then she kind of, by the end of it, she was a, she was a two-time women's champ, I believe. Maybe three?
1: I know she held the belt with Michelle McCool at one point. The, Divas and, then she the and,
0: yeah, and then she held, yeah, she held the, the women's championship because they had it broken in half. And then she held the Divas championship a little bit later on. But um, okay. Layla is someone that doesn't, again, she is one that doesn't really get talked about a lot now. She's not really involved in any of the like comebacks or the reunions or anything like that. You don't really he- hear a hell of a lot from Layla at all. So how do you feel about Layla?
1: Layla is someone that was there for nine years and never made an impact on me once. I'll be honest. I never really... Besides the Lady Cool stuff, which retrospectively, going back and watching, was really good. Except maybe the Piggy James stuff was a little... eh.
0: Yeah, that was a little bit... uh, It was... I don't even know how to describe it. A
1: little bit in poor taste. Yes. But... Yeah, Layla's someone who never really made who never really uh, made a dent in my psyche.
0: Fair, that's fair. Anyway, we digress. Layla turned on Caitlyn, so AJ retained. Um, but that all it was all leading towards SummerSlam, August the thir- uh, August eighteenth, two thousand and thirteen. Caitlyn and Dolph Ziggler versus Biggie Langston and AJ in a mixed tag team match. Caitlyn and Ziggler got the win, um, and this was kind of the end of the AJ Caitlyn Ziggler. Lang- it was the end of all of that.
1: Yeah. And it was the perfect way to end it It was, you know, you have the highest profile match that Caitlin and AJ had, even if it wasn't for the Divas title, it was, they're competing with the guys. They were on the main card. They were, you know, they got time and they got showcased in a way that they hadn't been showcased. I think it was the perfect way to wrap up. Plus SummerSlam's a good time to wrap up feuds.
0: Yeah.
1: I've always felt that way. I've always felt it's more of a feud rapper than a feud starter. Yeah, so I, I had no problem with the match itself. The match itself was fine. Uh, obviously, you know, you had, Z- you had Ziggler pinning Langston. I would have liked to see Kate, maybe Caitlyn pin AJ get some level of retribution. But, you know, I digress. Good match, fair match, fine match, whatever you want to call it. And then, yeah, AJ mo- was able to move on. This is a good feud, but all good things have to come to an end. They got
0: like... They
1: got like three months out of it which or or is again months, yeah. about three months longer than your average divas feud yep. in that time
0: yep I, I agree with you completely because um august twenty sixth two thousand and thirteen is a very a very big day in AJ Lee's career. there was the oh, uh, a match a, a match between Bree Bella and Natalia I believe um I didn't actually write it down, but all, all we need to talk about is what happened after that match the whole cast of the total divas. We're out in the ring. There was a lot of stuff going on with, like... When Total Divas first began, they had a lot of, like, matches happening with what was going on on Total Divas that week. Like, I believe, like, Natalia and Nikki Bella had, like, a match over a painting at one stage. They were trying to incorporate the storylines on Total Divas with the storylines on Raw and SmackDown. And it wasn't really... There was a weird disconnect. Anyway. Yeah. They were having a lot of matches. The Total Divas girls were working with the Total Divas girls, and that was pretty much their bubble and everyone else was working outside of that. That's why I think AJ and Caitlin, in a weird sense, I know it was very good, but they were able to have a long feud because there wasn't a lot of other women for AJ to work with yet because they didn't know how to incorporate the show with with everything because it airs so much later and, and stuff like that. So I think it was a good thing that the Total Divas were just working with the Total Divas at that stage so AJ and Caitlyn could have their rivalry. But... Um, AJ skipped on out and, uh, cut a very infamous, they call it the pipe bombshell. I don't know if people want to call it. It was something that some people say it was, wasn't some people say it was. I thought it was a very good promo. She spoke a lot of truth, spoke a lot of what wrestling fans were thinking about Total Divas, but not necessarily the Total Diva fans were thinking about the Bellas and Natty and Naomi and whoever else was on that show. But AJ cut a, um, it was uh it was it was very pipe bomb esque, I guess you could say. There was a lot of scathing, uh, a worked shoot, I guess you would say, um, on the uh, on the cast of Total Divas. The only gripe I have with this, and I like the Bellas, but I wish they would just would have shut the fuck up while she was talking, because there's a lot of screaming by the Bellas, like say it to her, yeah, like, just let her cut a promo, just let her cut a promo. I'm not a Bella hater, you know me. I love the Bellas. I think they did a lot of good stuff, but call spade a spade here, they should have shut their mouths when this was going on. Nonetheless, still a very good promo and started really what we're going to talk about for the majority now of the rest of this Mania to Mania is that it was AJ versus the Total Divas. Um, This promo at the time, I just remember being enamored. Like, finally we have something to really, really sink our teeth into here because it was a lot of what wrestling fans were thinking about Total Divas. I don't hate Total Divas. I don't believe I hated it at the time. I thought it was good because it got more eyes on on the females because I was always a fan of the Divas division. I always wanted more. Um, so I think it was I think it was a good thing. However, I was a fan of AJ Lee first and foremost. She was the best. And I was like, you're speaking a lot of truth here. How did you feel about this? And what did you think about that promo just in general?
1: This was like the most kayfabe thing for me because I loved Total Divas. Hmm. And AJ did so. I, I loved AJ and I love Total Divas. And that was actually really how I got back into-, into women's wrestling was watching Total Divas. And I'm like, oh, wow, I get this cool insight into all their lives. I care about these characters now.
0: Yeah.
1: So this turned me on AJ. I was mad. You were getting knew- worked, I- brother. You were getting worked. I recognize a good promo when I see one and this was a good promo, but I was like, dude, fuck AJ Lee. Oh, I yes. love the Bella twins. I love Eva Marie. I, I love, love Eva Marie. Too. And Naomi <laughs> and jo, Jojo. JoJo. JoJo wrestled like, one match. And she was really good. And I was like, What the
0: fuck? JoJo's like doing all this weird like crazy shit and then she never wrestled again. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? But dude, anyway, I'm a
1: big JoJo fan. She was my favorite. But, but again, I was, I was not here to talk about. You know, I talk was, about I was I, always the, the memory guy. <clears throat> uh, AJ did such a tremendous job turning me against her. The way she was.
0: Hey, she was meant of- to. She was meant to. She was the heel. Yeah, I know. That's
1: what I'm saying she was meant to turn people away. But what, and she but turned me away. I I got worked. I'm proud of it. I love. I love when the product. Wor- oh, I call it the product.
0: Oh, I'm never gonna let you live that down. You called it so
1: a I love when wrestling works me. Yes, I love I being love worked. I love the
0: product works me as well. But. Fuck. I think in a lot of people's minds, AJ was the face. Oh, because no, was, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I, she wasn't lying. And when a, I think a good, I don't know if it's a good heel or a bad heel thing, but I think a good heel is one that's telling the truth. That you can go, mm, fuck, she's right. You know what I mean? Like she's right in a lot of things that she was saying. Yeah,
1: that, and she walked that line where it was like, "Oh fuck, she's right," but I still hate her for it.
0: And that's what a good heel is because you yeah. understand, but you also like, I don't care. Like it doesn't matter what you say, I don't like you. That is the perfect That is what they would have been doing. They would have wanted you. They would have wanted a million views, Kevin. So then everyone would have booed AJ. Would have. T- cheered the cast of total divas it didn't quite go that way but
1: it didn't quite work like that because not everyone's <laughs> like me i'm one of a kind
0: no that's true um but the the next match that we'll talk about is on september 15th 2013 at night of champions it was a fatal four-way aj lee naomi natty and Bree bella um aj retained it was a all right, it was a good little it was a good little four-way i thought it was fun um it was fun it, it was, was so a little great, it, was so more, good, it was a match that, that could have gone out a little longer i agree um i i really do agree with that now i could have my wires crossed here kev but was this the pay-per-view before aj would enlist tamina snooker or was it the raw it was, it was very close Tamina time. was
1: not tamina was not present at no. this event
0: no it was a little bit after that that she enlisted tamina but we'll talk about this fatal four-way there was some really cool spots within the match and it got people like Natty, who hadn't really had too much of a chance in the last, in the previous few years to really show too much. Naomi, who was, everyone was talking about Naomi like she's so athletic. And again, she hadn't really had a chance to really show that. She was a part of like the Funkajactyls, and then they were feuding with the Bellas for a little while, and then Total Divas came around. She wasn't really able to showcase too much of what she could actually do. Um, and then Brie. Brie was really, it's it's so weird to say this now, but up until, you know, the run that Nikki Bella had, Brie was showcased as, like, the quote-unquote worker of the Bellas. She was the one yeah. with the Divas Championship range. She was the one that was always wrestling. Like, she was the one that was really put the focus on because for the longest time, Brie, I, in my opinion, Brie was a better worker than Nikki up until the, you know, the Divas Championship run and the comeback and everything like that, Nikki was better than Brie. But Brie was really positioned as the worker. And she worked well in this match, had a couple of nice drop kicks. Beautiful Brie Bella's always done beautiful drop kicks. Well, not always, when she learned how to do them. I think when Brian came around and she actually like focused in on like, I wanna get better at wrestling. I know that Brie had a little bit of a a bit of a disaster run in her last run with some things that happened. A lot of just she was just she called spade back. a spade, she was well, a little sloppy. Yeah, she was a little sloppy. But I don't think when people talk about, I think there's a lot of comparisons all the time. Like Nikki was on fire with a lot of things that she was doing. Brie was really good in the ring. She was very good at like drop kicks. She did what she did and she did that well. Um, And then everything else happened. But in this case, she did a lot of stuff in this match that I was like, hey, she's she's holding this together really well. And again, she was positioned as the worker. It wasn't really a lot of times that Nikki was in these spots over Brie.
1: No, Nikki Bella wasn't even out there at the time, which I thought was kind of strange. But uh, maybe I'm, I'm probably I'm probably forgetting something about something that. But happened, yeah, yeah, but it was good. It was a good little match. Uh, everyone got their chances to shine. You had Natalia hit the double sharpshooter. I believe it was for the first time.
0: Yeah, I, I believe it was too.
1: They, they mentioned. It. I know Jerry on commentary said we're the first time we're gonna see a double sharpshooter. I learned not to necessarily trust Jerry because really? some because he forgets things. Also, because yeah. his commentary is kind of shitty, but wow, boom! I agree. Yeah. Um, but AJ won.
0: <laughs> AJ won. Um, I'm blanking. Who did she get the win over? Oh, I literally just watched this match. Um, I watched it a couple of days ago, but was it? Wasn't, I think it was Naomi, but I could really I... be wrong. I know. It Damn was... it. I know it was via submission, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she... I'm trying to think know.
1: of which hand I saw tapping. Because it was by a
0: submission. I'm trying it to think of which Nattie, hand Natty, actually. I, I think it was Natty. It was Natty, it was Natty. It was, it was, it was yeah, it was Natty. Yeah, yeah. Um, which doesn't... Now that I say it doesn't really surprise me. Um, Natty was always that one. But it was a good, a it fall, was a good match. You. Yeah, she was a fall taker, but it was a good match. And, again, progressed the story. Because AJ was kind of that... She was just that one that was like... Fuck you guys. You know what I mean? I'm not on that show because I'm better than you, basically. Um, But a little bit after that, I don't know if it was the direct raw after that or maybe the raw. I didn't have the date written down. But she would get Tamina Snooker as her bodyguard. And that's where we turn the dial, I think, with AJ. I think Tamina and AJ were like a very good pairing. Because Tamina was just that heavy that just stood there, didn't really say a lot. And come in, beat up people that AJ... Because AJ was like one of those... She was like... Talk to talk, and run away. That was AJ's thing, especially against the cast of Turtle Divas. She'd talk a lot of smack and get out of there. But when she had Tamina, she had backup. She had someone in there to come in and just hit a Samoan drop, hit a super kick, be done. And I thought it was Yeah, preparing.
1: it was the perfect wrestling dynamic. It's worked since literally, like, the 1930s. Yep. And good reason. You know, you have, you have the talker, and you have the, the force. Mm-hmm. You have the this the pint-sized pixie, whatever you want to call it, who could tackle big game but won't back it up because she knows she's got backup. And Tamina at this point was really good at being backup. I know we clowned Tamina, but like she was she she filled this role perfectly. She didn't yes. have to wrestle necessarily. She right. just had a beat there.
0: It was very Sean Diesel. It was very it just it just it just worked really well, so I thought that was really nice. It came into effect really April sixth, uh, April sixth, October sixth, two thousand thirteen, at Battleground two thousand thirteen, which is notoriously known for being a horrid show. If you actually go back and watch Battleground two thousand thirteen; it sucked. It was not very good.
1: Which, um, I didn't watch the whole show. I, mean, I, I just either. watched JJ's match, and I I thought it was fine.
0: Yeah, this match was fine. Her and Brie um, had Tamina kind of there and and everything like that. AJ retained. Um, yeah, a roll-up. Yeah, a roll-up. Not a Black Widow. This was one of the first times that she hadn't won with a Black Widow on pay-per-view in a bit.
1: Yeah, and that makes Brie Bella seem strong. Oh, she needed to roll her up to win. She also needed the outside interference because Tamina jumped Nikki Bella and distracted Brie, and then that's how she got the roll-up.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I, yeah, the match was fine. It wasn't anything special. But again, Brie uh- was in that spot where she was... Uh, she, her and AJ worked really well together, I thought. I thought they clicked quite nicely. Yeah, th- th- that's what I'm saying. Like
1: we, as, you, as we continue to go down the list and we look back at the list, AJ worked well with just about everybody. She worked good matches with everyone she she encountered uh, on her reign.
0: Yeah, um, and they would have a rematch on October 27th at Hell in a Cell. Again, AJ would win. Um, I, I remember a lot of this point, you know, you'd see... Um they weren't like WWE weren't sure of if they put the title on, on a cast member of Total Divas, how it would translate towards the show because it airs so much later after filming. Did you really take any in did you take that into account at all? Did you believe that at all? That they weren't gonna put the title on a cast member because of the filming of the show?
1: I believe it's quite the opposite. I believe that they were undoubtedly gonna put the belt on a member of Total Divas because of the show. Okay. Obviously, I know there's a delay. I didn't think they would give a shit about that. I thought they would just say, like, "Oh, well, you know, we'll 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 put the title on them. They'll hold it for a while, and then by the time TV, by the time the TV episodes roll around, they would still have the belt." I thought. Yeah. So for AJ to run through the entire, basically the entire cast and retain yeah. the belt is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, um, I don't really... I did, This was the one match that out of the list that I didn't go back and watch was the Hell in a Cell rematch. Did you go back and watch this match?
1: Yeah, it was, again,
0: fine. fine. It was
1: fine. It was, there's, there isn't a bad match
0: in the bunch. No. It, well, well, that's not true. We'll get there. <laughs> Let's just uh, hold our horses on that one. But we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, So from this point, from Hell in a Cell to obviously Survivor Series, one thing that always really happened with... The ladies at Survivor Series, would, they would get the traditional Survivor Series match. I, I noticed that throughout the years. If you just go back through Survivor Series, the ladies would always get that, especially in the Divas era, I should say. Um, there was always like a three-on-three uh, traditional Survivor Series match or a four-on-four, five-on-five Um, We go on to November 24th, 2013. There was a 7-on-7 traditional Survivor Series match. Now, back then, we were thinking, oh, 7-on-7, that's a lot. But we just got through a 15-person Survivor Series match, so um, we can hold our horses on that. But um, Team True Divas, it was the team of AJ Lee, Caitlyn, Tamina, Summer Rae, Alicia Fox, Oksana, and Rosa Mendes uh, versus Team Total Divas, Brie Bella, Nikki Bella, Natalia... Naomi, Cameron, JoJo, and Eva Marie. Now, before we talk about the actual match, on paper, when you see all those names, who stands out?
1: Ah, uh, Eva-, <laughs> Eva Marie.
0: <laughs> I mean, even at, I mean, Eva wasn't a great worker ever, but even at, at that point, she was not good. Um, JoJo had a good little showing in this match. Um, weirdly enough, she did some. Stuff that I didn't know that JoJo could do. Um, What do you think ever happened with JoJo? I know she went on to ring announcing and and whatever, but do you just think it wasn't for her? Do you just think something was like... She, may, she to... may have just had a change of heart. You know, she yeah. may have taken to
1: ring announcing and realized it's a safer path. You're still with the company. You're still working in wrestling. So I, I believe she loves the business. Mm-hmm. I just believe wrestling wasn't for her, which sucks because I think she had great... But she was only like 18 years old. She yeah. had such potential.
0: Yeah, she yeah, potential would be the word. Um, now there was a lot of bodies in this match, and what I noticed most about this seven-on-seven seven match is that they were just getting eliminated. They were dropping like flies. It was like oh, which is so which,
1: long. unfortunately, is how they often book these women's Survivor Series matches, mm-hmm.
0: especially with they that have... many women in it. There was 14 yeah, women it, in it, this it, match.
1: There were fourteen women in this match. I think the match went for like six minutes.
0: It wasn't long.
1: Um, it wasn't long. Well, it it, it should have was... been longer.
0: I don't want to say it was... I don't think it was bad. I just think it was rushed.
1: I didn't think it was great, but I think it was because it was rushed.
0: Yeah. Um. Now, True Divas versus Total Divas. When you look at the group of women that were with AJ, Caitlyn, Tamina, Summer Rae, Alicia Fox, Oksana, and Rosa Mendez. Um, I mean, they didn't really have much of a chance.
1: You no, know, it's a bad team.
0: It's not a great team. When you have some, Rosa Mendez was someone that was there for so long and literally did nothing. She did nothing. She was there for
1: a while. Literally, the only thing I remember about Rosa Mendez is the one time uh, she got her ass pulled out on TV.
0: Oh yeah, and that was. And on- they was made it a divas? total
1: divas angle.
0: because yeah, she was on Total Divas later in the years, wasn't she? Um, she was
1: on Total Divas right around the time I stopped watching.
0: Yeah, um, Oksana, I mean. She was on the original season. Oh, well, not the orig- The the third season of NXT. Yeah. Um, she married Goldust in that season. Of course um, she did. Yeah, of course. Who wouldn't want to marry Goldust? What a dreamboat. Um, but Oksana, again, not someone that really did a lot when she was there. Alicia Fox. She was. I think she's the longest tenured. Woman ever, isn't she? I think she was in the company for twelve or like 13 years. years. Yeah, twelve or thirteen years. That's a long time for anybody, but especially a, a lady in the business, like in WWE at least. Um, she was the longest tenured one. She only recently just left. So, Fox, but at that point, Fo- Fox was only a one-time Divas Champion. In that time, she was just kind of there. And I don't mean I liked Alicia Fox. I didn't really have a problem with Alicia Fox. I thought she was okay. The best um, light suplex in the game. Yeah, she had a that. Oh, oh And a great tilt-a-well backbreaker as well. That's um, correct. Summer Rae. I always liked Summer Rae. And again, just didn't really ever. I liked Summer a lot in NXT. I thought she was great in NXT. Um, and then she was with Fandango. And then she was just, she had that awful. Ooh, she was involved in that awful storyline with Ziggler and Lana and Rusev. And that was just That sounds. That
1: sounds familiar. <laughs> oh,
0: does it? Does it sound a little familiar? Um, I wonder why. Then you had Tamina, who was with AJ, and Caitlyn. Um, yeah, the team was what it was. Uh, again, rapid eliminations. There was an elimination from somebody. I, I know Cameron was involved. I don't know if it was Cameron doing it or Cameron getting it. It was a literally an elimination of someone getting thrown into the second turnbuckle, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, this is, this is the one match I didn't go back and watch because I remember it pretty, I remembered it pretty well that I didn't like it. Had
0: a lot of time put into it too with the story going on, which is a shame. It was just, again, rushed. Rushed is the word to describe, but Team Total Divas wins. Um, They even had a rematch on, on Raw the next night, and Team Total Divas won again. Yeah. I, I, I guess this was just match, a way no to... Total divas um got some w's because AJ had been kind of winning everything. So Yeah, they were due for a
1: win and this is the perfect way for them to win without taking away from AJ.
0: Mm-hmm. Um now the next pay-per-view that we'll talk about is we're just kind of going pay-per-view to pay-per-view here because we'll, we'll talk about why in a minute, but December 15th, 2013 at TLC, it would be AJ and Natty, who AJ and Natty had been working on main event because you remember when main event was live on the network for a little while.
1: Um, yeah they actually tried to try to make it like a big deal
0: yeah and they had title matches on there and stuff like that and often a lot of times um aj would main event main event because there'd be title matches and she worked with natty tamina kept getting involved um so they had a match at the pay-per-view i thought it was it was fine aj obviously when natty and aj are involved in something it'll be it's always going to be okay it's always going to be better than okay I thought it was a good little match. It got Natty on the card. It got AJ to retain. Um, What do you think about this?
1: Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was one of the better matches of the run that AJ had. I thought it was, you know, two technically sound workers Mm -hmm. just going at it. And uh, looking at the match times, again, you could could say this match should have went longer, but I think it was fine for what it was. It was longer than a couple matches on the card with the men. Which is a good sign for comparison. Yeah. Obviously, they they had a they had to dedicate a lot of time to Orton and Cena that night because everyone loves to see Orton and Cena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
0: uh... hey, AJ got the win, and this is when things get a little bit like, eh, because going into 2014, AJ was then the longest reigning Divas Champion. She would boast about yeah. that. It seemed as if, if, like, Naomi was getting kind of pushed towards the title, but then Naomi got injured, something with her eye. Um, Yeah, Naomi never got a shot at the belt. And then... Except for that Fatal 4-Way. Yeah, and then... um, AJ didn't even defend the title at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. There was no women's matches on that Royal Rumble pay-per-view. No, it was
1: the first time since she won the title that she wasn't on the card.
0: And it's weird, because usually at the Rumble, they always put a Divas match on because they had so many you know, men working in the Rumble that they needed something to fill the card. I know that sounds awful, but they always did have some kind of match with the girls, which is something I would have expected at that time. Now, Royal Rumble 2014 was a very interesting Rumble. Um, A lot of stuff went down with the actual Rumble match itself. A lot of animosity. Brian was red hot going into this Rumble and, you know... It was just an interesting Royal Rumble pay-per-view, but no AJ, no nothing, no AJ Lee sighting. no nothing like that. Again, the stuff with Naomi was going on, so maybe they were going to have Naomi and AJ at that pay-per-view. I don't know, but then Naomi got hurt. Um, a bit weird, though, that they didn't just, you could have had AJ and Nikki, like they hadn't worked at this point, like on pay-per-view. Um, so it was, it was different, but whatever it may be. And um, we go on to February twenty third, two thousand and fourteen. So we're jumping a little bit of head just because of a lot of nothing. Um, oh, AJ versus Cameron. Mm. Now, Cameron Cameron was not great. Cameron, <laughs> uh, especially nah. face Cameron, like a heel Cameron. I could I could go okay. At least you know you're a heel and you know whatever. But face dancing Funkadactyl, Cameron fighting for her injured friend. Oh man, um, not a good match. No, this is when I—I I think
1: you picked up on it when I said that not all the matches in this run. Were I knew good. what you
0: were talking about. I was like, mm, this
1: what, what I was talking about."
0: The ending was odd. It was like a disqualification by Tamina because Cameron nearly fucking won at some stage. She was getting a lot of momentum. It was weird. So the DQ happened. AJ got to keep a championship because of the DQ. Um, So what do you do when you have one bad match? You have a rematch. (laughs) March first, 2014. You double down. (laughs) Uh, AJ retained over uh, Cameron this time. And it was decisive this time. There was no no, uh, leaving room to open with Cameron. She won. (laughs) Tap out. Divas Championship retained. At this point, AJ was like desperate for new challenges. Like desperate, especially leading into Mania. I didn't really know what was going on because they had built one story with the with the Total Diva stuff. I'm like, what the fuck's going to happen? But then March 24th, 2014 on Raw, um, we had, there was a lot of stuff going in throughout the years of AJ's career, AJ and Vicky Guerrero. And they had a lot of back the, and
1: forth in, in the same vein as Stephanie McMahon even if they were both heels never got along
0: no never got along I, I, or ever since the original the third season of NXT they had just never gotten along and Vicky Guerrero come out she was the like the acting general manager of Raw or something at this point i i'm not really yeah,
1: sure what were doing shit
0: yeah and like but even though the authority were there so they technically they were just the authority's bitches Pretty much. Um, But she come out and she said that, you know, at WrestleMania 30, we're going to have the Vicky Guerrero Invitational. And AJ would be defending against the entire Divas division. Um, The rules of the match at that point were undisclosed. I remember this happening and being like, is this going to be like a battle royal? Is this going to be like some form of like. Free for all is this going to be what the fuck is this match going to be because uh, there was 14 women 14 yeah. women that's all that's
1: it was, it was a it was a fuster cluck if there ever was one
0: mm. So um <laughs> WrestleMania 30 April 6 2013 we've come a year and to look where AJ was at the start at WrestleMania 29 a manager to going into the one and only defense of the Divas Championship at WrestleMania was the only time it was ever defended. AJ Lee's first wrestling match at a WrestleMania. And it is a technically a fatal 14-way. First pin four wins. Now, okay. I have a probably unpopular opinion about this match. Okay, so what just transpired before this match was the end of the streak. Um, a, a moment that... Every wrestling fan will never, ever forget. I remember watching that and being like, holy fucking shit, the streak is over. And the the life out of that building just, it was gone. It was just sucked
1: yeah. away. The, this Divas match was screwed because of that.
0: Any match could have been screwed. I'm yes. pretty certain anything you put on, it was going to have an effect on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was no way, was no way, that, match was going to succeed in that spot. It sucks that the divas got stuck there, but I'm not really surprised. I mean, no, at no, that point, at we're still very far away from the the women's you know evolution, and but we are this, still getting the main, event,
0: of the, the main event of the pay per view was Brian Batista and Orton. It took the crowd a little bit to get back. Yeah, it wasn't like they were hot, <laughs> of course. It was Brian; they loved Brian, but it took them. A fair while to get back into that match to be like, okay, we're loud, we're ready, we've got, our, we've got our senses back, because it's The Undertaker. Arguably the greatest character in the history of wrestling. Arguably the greatest um, superstar in the history of the company. There's so many arguments to, to make that he is the best. Um, you have his streak end, which is something that I never thought would happen, honestly. Especially at that night. Um, Looking at it now, you're like, why wouldn't Brock win? But, I am still on... I I don't know if I'm on the team of... That's a discussion for another day, is like, if the streak should have ended. But, you put anyone on after that, and it's going to be affected. Now, I am looking at this match purely from a match standpoint. I'm not thinking about anything else, going back and watching this match. I honestly did not think, for what they were given, it was a cluster... Don't get me wrong, there was a lot of bodies in there, and when it's first pin four wins, it's going to be a cluster. But I think, given with what they were given, it was alright. And I don't think a lot of people think that match was very good. I no, I think okay. it was very
1: good.
0: I thought it was okay. There were spots in there that you didn't really see from, like, suicide dives from Bree and Nikki. You didn't really see that a lot. They would, they, you try, I, I, There would be no way in hell, I'm not a professional wrestler by any sense of the word... But I would imagine that, that match would be very hard to put together. How do you put together a f a 14-way first pin wins kind of deal? How is that That's even fair. believable?
1: And it's fair. do it's what they did. Point.
0: There was a lot of they kept they kept the match fast. There was a lot of stuff going on in the crowd, especially at the start, there was chance of no one cares. There was chance of there was just there was just like a deafening silence for a little while. But by the end of that match, They were cheering for AJ Lee. Therefore, you said it at the start. You said it in that payback match. If they're cheering, that means they've done a good job.
1: I did. I did say that.
0: So therefore, in this match, they got them back. Because there was a few spots in the match, like a super kick from Tamina and the crowd. In all sense of the words, I understand it wasn't very big. But from what just happened, they reacted. And there were were some people still going, okay, this match is picking up a little bit the black widow with the odd ending. Cause it was like a tap out from Naomi, but then also AJ was tapping her other hand.
1: Was really yeah. No, and I, I still don't they, understand they why They like Naomi wasn't actually tapping out. I think.
0: Were they built, was there a plan maybe for Naomi to be, I don't know. But I don't know what the, maybe the plan wasn't in place because obviously stuff happened the night after, um, after 295 days of being the Divas champion, AJ, of course, did lose to Paige, um, which really was the ushering of that new kind of,
1: yeah, you know, yeah, that's where it started really, was that, and AJ it sucks to because AJ. you look at AJ now as sort of a footnote because you, you look at the era you as having strong, is kind of a, a footnote though,
0: a lot of people look Paige, at Paige. Paige.
1: and AJ are in the same boat because they also had that long, really good feud after the fact. And
0: then, and then the horsewoman came in. Yeah. And Paige got hurt um, and everything like that. But this... What a progression, mania to mania, for AJ. She went from being a manager in a losing effort, I will add, to being the winner of the first and only... Divas Championship defense at Wrestlemania and the first and only fatal 14-way match maybe ever. Hopefully she, ever. She, she beat 13 other women.
1: Yeah, and that, and that and that's why it made so much sense for her to lose the belt to Paige, because Paige was a new, fresh face.
0: And it was a cool a- moment. AJ, that run, moment AJ was... had run
1: through the same three or four people, then the same 14 people so many times that it had to be someone new that took the belt off her.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's... It's pretty crazy when you actually look at the list of people in that Fatal 14-Way match. Naomi, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, Natalya, Cam- Cameron, Tamina, Eva Marie, Rosa Mendez, Summer Rae, Alicia Fox, Oksana, Layla, and Emma. Um, Emma. Emma was great.
1: Emma was great.
0: I liked, I liked all versions of Emma. Dancing Emma, Evil Emma.
1: Evil she, Emma was so good.
0: She was just riddled with injuries and... Uh, it sucks that she never really I understand she's doing stuff now, to Neil Dashwood, of course. Um she's she's doing stuff now at Impact and she was at all out, wasn't she? I believe she was. Yeah. Um It sucks that she never really because I feel like by the time of her ending she was kinda getting some steam. But um Yeah, it was a it was a lot of women and AJ kind of beat them all. Paige was the perfect kind of person and what a moment that was by the way the night after that WrestleMania was very good. The crowd in they were very much ready for Paige because she she looked like change. She 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 fit the part of change and she was doing a lot in NXT and that was really the start of like the NXT women in NXT shining. I mean that was just after Paige and Emma had a wonderful match at Arrival And then we had Charlotte and Natty and everything that progressed. And and Paige and AJ were really waving that flag on the the, uh, main roster. And they were doing a lot of cool stuff. Then you had stuff with Nikki and Brie and then they kind of merged together and then Nikki kind of took over. And that was really the transition between the Divas era and what we see now was Nikki Bella.
1: Yeah, then I, I, I've said this on the show before, but I look at those four women, Paige, AJ, Nikki, and Brie, as the bridge between the eras, the bridge between yep. the Divas era and the Women's Revolution era.
0: Yeah, I agree with you completely. I believe from well, the time that AJ and Caitlyn started their program, all the way up until the Horsewomen, um, I was going to say something really horrible then, um, the Horsewomen coming to uh, WWE, like the main roster, was really that that transitional time, and then we are where we are now. But it's because of years like this that AJ Lee had, that Paige had, that Nikki Bella had, that Brie Bella had, is why we are where we are today. Because going back and watching these matches, it's like, I really appreciate now. Not that these matches were bad, it was just that the, the importance level is so much higher now, and the time and the investment, I mean... Would you say when you're going through and watching, even in the time of 2013, watching through AJ stuff, you're like, yeah, she's really cool and she's great, but a woman will never be head of a company. I mean, it's, it's, it's arguable, but Becky Lynch is the face of the company at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. I never thought I'd
0: see it. You never I never thought. thought. Even with AJ
1: being as good as she was, I never thought I'd see it.
0: WrestleMania main eventers. It's
1: never like thought I'd crazy. see it.
0: Crazy. You went for matches at WrestleMania 30. These, like, matches where it's just a cluster to legitimately having three matches at WrestleMania this year.
1: Yeah. And even t- go back even further to WrestleMania 29, there was no women's match on the card at all.
0: They got canned. They got fucking taken it off. And it wasn't even
1: a Divas title match. It was, like, an eight-person tag match.
0: Caitlin wasn't even defending the Divas championship at that Mania. It's crazy to think where we've come... In this time but it's because of women like aj lee because of years they had like this Like you go back and i'm just looking at this on paper and it's like aj had a fucking awesome year and she had another great year we could do another mania in a mania from mania 30 to mania 31 on aj or on page and you would see the year is just progressively getting better for the women yes like it oh like yeah down obviously,
1: from here. It went year up. obviously she wasn't champion for the whole time but she had great another great two feuds with with Paige and with Nikki Bella. Yeah, that yeah. led to that awesome WrestleMania thirty one tag match.
0: Yeah, and Nikki had a great like a, a great moment at SummerSlam turning on Brie, and there was simultaneously two really good women's feuds going on at one time, which is something then that you would never see. You never seen two women, let alone one women's storyline happening. So, transitional a very progressive year.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I'm I'm so proud of the of the women for all they've done and for how they they were able to transition seamlessly into a new era.
0: Yeah, seamlessly into a new era and just they're consistently the best part of the WWE product in my opinion now. They really are. Um but what a what a what a cool trip down memory lane going down and again, an unsung hero of the of the Divas division and an unsung hero of the women's evolution is aj lee it was fun going back and and looking at aj's career well even just a year in aj's career because it brought back a lot of like memories and a lot of like oh aj was actually really fucking great i really really yeah
1: it it was great to watch her matches because i've gained a newfound appreciation for her because i i mean it's it's six years ago now so it's not like it's relative it's not like it's that recent but she put on one hell of a match, and for that, you know, I said I, I'll forever be indebted to her for carrying the torch and getting us through some hard times mm-hmm. and getting us, through the, getting us to the good times.
0: Yeah, I agree with you completely. Um, well, that'll do us for this week's episode of Mania to Mania Wrestling Reverb. Of course, um, we'll be back next week. Um, TLC is coming up very soon, so I'm, I'm sure we'll have something to say about that. Um, and then it'll be Christmas, and then it'll be all of that kind of cool stuff. But please continue to rate this podcast five stars on iTunes. Give us a follow on Twitter. You know where to find all our stuff. It's all in the description below. Sub on YouTube, likes on YouTube, and a, a, a retweet on Twitter. Uh, whatever you do, you'll find us wherever you need to find us. Um, we thank you for all of your support and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, Kevin, anything else you want to add?
1: just want to plug my new website
0: oh yes oh i forgot i genuinely had that on my brain before i'm, like, I'm gonna give kevin a nice little segue into his website but um go, go ahead
1: so i've re- uh, not rebranded but I- i've designed a brand new website called the daily Chinlock. it is a blog for everyone um that all, all writers, non-writers are welcome. And that's actually what I want to focus on. I want this to be a place where non-writers could have a place to write. I know not everyone enjoys writing, but I always found it a very cathartic and therapeutic experience. I'm hoping others would find the same way. It's open to anybody. Uh, all you have to do is DM me or tweet at me, and I'll send you a link. You're free to post whenever you want about whatever you want for any reason you want. And it's just... It's gonna be. It's a good time. I've already like five or six writers on board, and I'm looking to keep growing. I want to have a huge stable of writers, and I know I want all my, all my good friends on Twitter to write along as well. So I'll be I'll be uh, holding you all to that. Anyone who, <laughs> anyone out there who's listening and considers me a Twitter friend. You better get writing.
0: Yes, yes. Everyone, please do so. It, it is a. It's good that you're doing this again because I think you had a lot of um mm, steam with that with the brain buster op stuff and then all of that happened um
1: so- yeah i this is what i wanted to i wanted to be like brain buster op because that was such a good idea and that was like my baby that was my brain that was like my my little pet project and i thought we were doing so well with it not obviously everything went to shit but i want to i want to recapture that lighting in a bottle
0: yeah And I think you can, and I think you will. So make sure everyone goes, and I'll link it in the description below um, to wherever you're listening, or if you're um, listening on YouTube, I'll put it all in the description that you need to see so you can head on over there and read some stuff. Um, But until next week, we will see you next time on Wrestling Reverb. Peace out.